You are listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast, episode 20. Oncology social workers are just as important as chemotherapy and radiation with Dr. June Wiley. Hi, and welcome to the Cancer from A to Z podcast, where we discuss the issues and topics related to a diagnosis of cancer. I'm your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell. These podcast episodes are intended for informational and educational purposes only and are not a substitute for medical treatment by a healthcare professional. They do not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. Please consult your doctor or other health professional with any questions you have regarding any medical conditions. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today's episode is going to be on oncology social workers. And my guest today is Dr. June Wiley, and she is a social work professor with over 30 years experience working with individuals, families, and most recently, teaching master's and doctoral social work courses. She received her BA degree in psychology from Marymount College in New York and is a graduate of Arizona State University with her MSW and PhD degrees. And I'm really happy to be interviewing her today because I think it's crucial that we explore all of the different team members who are part of the cancer care team. And one crucial person happens to be the oncology social worker. But I will say not all cancer facilities have social workers available. Some of these facilities actually have cancer navigators or sometimes called patient navigators who may or may not be social workers. And they can also help with providing valuable resources to those who are going through treatment or have been recently diagnosed. So take a listen to this very informative discussion and let's get right to it. Dr. Wiley, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited to have you on the show because I was just reading an article just the other day about the importance of oncology social workers. And the title of the article was that oncology social work is just as important as chemotherapy. And I thought, well, wow, this is a great topic to discuss on the podcast. And knowing that you uh, have your PhD in social work, I thought it would be fantastic for you to come on the show. So why don't you just give us a little bit of information about the field of social work? Let's start there. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for having me. Social work is a field that is one to, it's been created, was created many years ago, to assist people in society, to be able to thrive in society. So looking at how people oftentimes in communities do not know, do not have access to the resources that they can gain access to in order to thrive. A social worker is a key person who can serve in a capacity to help people recognize resources, identify resources, resources related to a number of different issues, such as mental health issues, such as issues related to aging, health, as we're talking about today. Social workers are key 
members of the behavioral health professions, including that include psychologists, marriage and family therapists, counselors. So social workers are key to assisting people identify issues that are problematic, that they want to resolve, that they need to resolve. The thing about being a social worker, however, is that a social worker is well aware of the resources in a community, um, well aware of what encompasses the variety of things that a person needs to do in order to resolve a problem that they're facing. So what kind of training or education do people have to have when they decide that they want to become a social worker? Well, social workers actually are able to have different levels of training, obtain different levels of um, education. A person with a BSW, a Bachelor's of Social Work, is a person who's graduated from a four-year college program that allows them to work in a non-clinical position, such as a case manager, working as a community activist, um, doing things where they're not actually providing therapy. But again, the importance of their work cannot be minimized because these people can work in conjunction with the MSW, which means the master's level social worker who can serve in a clinical capacity, providing therapy, helping people to look at issues related, again, to their mental health, looking at issues related to family circumstances. So you have your BSW, again, a person who graduates from a college, four-year college, and receives the bachelor's. Then you have your master's level trained social worker, which means this person has completed their four-year undergraduate education, and now they are um, have obtained additional knowledge, education, typically in a two-year program, which awards the master's degree of social work. And they are considered, they can be clinicians providing therapy, like I mentioned. Finally, there are social workers also who have gone and obtained additional education and training, typically either a PhD of philosophy, degree of philosophy in social work, or a DSW, a doctorate of social work. Oftentimes those individuals choose to teach at a university or a college, or they go into research or they're serving as administrators in a variety of different settings, typically human service agencies, organizations, child welfare, senior research, uh, looking at policy issues. So you, again, you have the three different levels. You have a BSW, person who's graduated from a four-year undergraduate program doing non-clinical work. You've got your MSW, who has obtained their bachelor's degree as well as additional training at the master's level, usually two additional years, and they're able to do clinical work, providing counseling, therapy, um, working with individuals to resolve personal issues, community issues. And then finally, you're a person who has received either the PhD or the DSW. And usually those individuals go into teaching or administration. And what was it about the field that made you want to go into it? Social work is a wonderful field. 
And I'd like to stress that oftentimes people are not really aware of how valuable the profession is to society. What intrigued me about the profession and what remains constant for me is what we're able to do to ensure that all people in society thrive. One of the main tenets of social work is the emphasis on social justice. So people who are um, disenfranchised, in a sense, in our society, people meaning people who are poor, people who are disabled, people who are seen as less than, unfortunately, by other people at times, social workers are there to advocate for those individuals. I think it's a wonderful profession. I think it really speaks to what we as a society say we believe in, in terms of treating all people equitably. And yet, when you look at the circumstances of some people's lives, you recognize that our society has not done that. And so therefore, social workers are there to assist individuals. The emphasis in terms of oncology social work is one, again, where people are being able to, social workers are really helping people at a moment in their lives where they might not be aware of everything that they can take advantage of. They might not be aware of what they're facing in terms of their emotional and mental state as, it, as when they receive their diagnosis. So oncology social workers are really, as you mentioned, a um, perfect complement to the profession, to medicine, and to the patient who has recently been diagnosed and might be struggling with that diagnosis. Absolutely. And I definitely see that helping in terms of, you know, patients once they're, when they're diagnosed initially and some of the fear and the shock and, and probably a little bit of denial and the social workers that I have worked with in the past have really helped patients kind of get through that initial really kind of like trying time that they're experiencing. And and that's key. Mm-hmm. And that's key because I think we have a tendency at times to want to be stoic. Um, for some patients, it's really challenging to realize that they are now facing possibly one of the biggest challenges that they've ever encountered in their lives. And being able to have a person who can empathize with you, who can help you to look at this challenge and ways in which you can move through the challenge effectively, meaning not denying, just like what you mentioned, not denying the feelings that they are experiencing. To have a diagnosis where you are not sure of what it might mean in terms of your capacity to live well, if you're not sure of what it might mean in terms of the impact that you have on, might it might have on your family, what it might mean in terms of your employment, all of these things can come at such a force with such velocity in terms of the demand that it places on you emotionally and mentally, 
to deny that is really, I think, counterproductive to how you will want to move more effectively through your treatment. And a social worker can help you to discuss these things, to look at these issues of fear, to look at the issues of sadness, to look at your concerns about, well, what about my family? What about my employment? What about the, the, the very basic things of how am I going to do my daily life if I'm not feeling well, if I'm now being treated with the medication that's possibly making me feel more lethargic or possibly creating some nausea, how do I cope with all of these demands? And the social worker is the person that you can express these concerns and get some identification, being able to identify the resources and what you need to do, a plan for you as to how you will proceed. That's absolutely true because a lot of times the physician or maybe the nurse practitioner, they don't have the time to sit with the patients and review all of this with them and discuss all of these issues with them. And having a social worker in the department really allows individuals to take that time to really kind of go through all of these things because you're absolutely correct when you say that, you know, patients are, you know, worried about their jobs and how are they going to handle their finances if they have to take time off or how are they going to actually discuss their diagnosis and their upcoming treatment with family members. And that is true of all stages of cancer. And sometimes it can even be even more important when you're having to deliver bad news to an individual um, regarding the stage of their cancer. So maybe they're not early stage, maybe the cancer is is advanced at the time of diagnosis. So having a social worker there to support the medical physician or the, like I said, the nurse practitioner is vital because so many times they're racing in between rooms and they just don't have the time to to sit and go over all of those things. Well, a social worker is a key member of the team of professionals who are working. So you have your physician, you oftentimes have your nurse who's also available in terms of the person's treatment. When you're looking at a private office, you have staff members who are also providing different types of services to assist the physician and the nurse in the office. And then when you're looking at the social worker, again, the social worker is a key member of the team because as you indicated, the doctor's primary task is to be able to diagnose and to provide the steps in terms of the treatment that the patient will receive. The social worker, on the other hand, is able to spend the necessary time to listen to the feelings, to listen to the concerns of the individual as it relates to the things that we've been talking about. Sometimes the patient could possibly even feel a little bit more comfortable being able to express these things to a social worker because it then doesn't carry that same kind of possible 
um, negative perception that I'm weak if I say these things to the doctor. You can express your feelings more, I think, freely and more comfortably knowing that you've got someone who's serving as an advocate, someone who has been especially who has been specially trained to identify some of the issues, again, that can arise for you. If you are a person who lost a family member when you were a child to cancer, that's going to possibly have a very different impact on you when you're diagnosed with cancer because it could bring up memories that you thought you had dealt effectively with, and yet your own diagnosis could trigger strong feelings and fears of your own because of those memories. And having a social worker who you can share these feelings, who you can begin to get assistance and a way to work through these challenges is the key role of the social worker. So the social worker, unlike I was saying before, oftentimes people don't recognize the variety of strong skills that social workers bring to the medical team and the value that we provide society overall. And then when we're talking specifically about oncology social work and the things that we've already mentioned that the patient might be facing, you can see again the value of that person and the value of having a social worker that you can reach out to in the office when you're not able to um, express these kinds of concerns in any other way. Right. And I can also see where having a social worker available can also probably help when you have cultural differences, um, when there are cultural differences, because different cultures view illness and health in different ways. And like, for instance, when we're talking about you know, I've talked about in the past on other episodes about clinical trials and trying to increase minority participation in clinical trials. And some of the difficulty in doing that is from stems from the fact that there are definitely differences in how people see illness and how they view the medical profession. And that all stems from their background and their, like I said, their culture. And so I can also see where social workers would be able to help in that way as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. Because again, one of the tenets of social work is the emphasis on social justice. Social justice then is looking at the equitable distribution of resources in society to all people. In order to do that, you need to understand the variety of experiences that people have had and will continue to have as a result of their culture, their ethnicity, their gender, their sexual orientation. So social workers are trained to be able to work with people across the variety of identities that comprise an individual or comprise a society. So it's not, we're not limited in our scope in terms of working with one particular group. An effective social worker can work with people regardless, again, of ethnicity, regardless of language. Now, it's not to say that the person isn't trained in order to do that, because we all don't come with a wealth of knowledge about everything. So social workers typically 
have been trained in terms of cultural diversity, which is important. And sometimes that word is minimized or it's become cliched, but it really is very important in our society today. As we know, the, our society, the demographics continue to change. We have people who English is not the first, their first language. We have people who are from different parts of the world, newly arrived, and yet a social worker, it's incumbent to be able, it's incumbent upon the social worker to be able to be aware of these cultural differences because culture does impact the way that we, as you pointed out, the way we view illness, the way we operate in the world, varies. it can be very simple and it can be also very complex when you think about how culture can determine a number of things. It's the foods that we eat, it's the language, it's the way we dress, it's the way we interact with other people, people who we know well and people who we are unfamiliar with, so strangers. So all of these things are a part of culture and it's really a part of who we are and the social worker wants to and is able to understand the person's world view, how they view the world as a result of their culture. And would you say that when someone has been diagnosed with cancer, it would be better when they are meeting with the social worker for them to bring their family members with them? I think the, I think the patient... I have a couple of thoughts about that. I think the patient needs to do what they feel most comfortable. I think in the instance where the patient, because it can be so alarming to receive a diagnosis that they were not expecting, I can see also the value of the patient saying, I'd like to have a family member present with me in order to help make sure that I'm hearing everything and understanding everything. Ultimately, I believe that choice is up to the patient, of course. But I think certainly, and this is where the social worker can come in to play, that this could also be discussed with the social worker because there could be an instance where a person feels that if they have only a younger child, who's a part of their family network, to have that child. So it might be an adult child, but the person is still considerably younger than their parent. To have that person in there initially without preparing that child for what they are about to hear is something I think that the social worker can help this individual discern how they want to approach it. Social workers, again, the emphasis this that we've been talking about now has been mainly on the patient, but the social worker can also look at the family system, look at the family network to determine what resources are available for the family, how this diagnosis will impact the family, and what can be done to support all of them as they go, as the individual goes through treatment. Mm. Okay, that's really good information. Social workers also lead support groups 
correct? I know that in the past when I have worked with social workers, they've been very important in leading support groups. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, sure. A support group is just as it sounds. It's an opportunity for people who are dealing with a particular issue to receive the support of others who are facing that same concern. Probably we have an opportunity just human to human to have support groups that we don't entitle support groups. They're informal ways in which we talk to people who are experiencing something similar and we get feedback and we get support and the burden feels less. We feel so so much better when we've shared a concern with someone who understands. So similarly, a support group allows individuals to come together. And in the case of oncology social work, the support group can be arranged in for the um, practitioner's office where other patients who are dealing with their cancer diagnosis, their treatment, and then their plans for the future can gather, can meet together to talk about a variety of topics. And the topics can be determined by the social worker who can facilitate the group as well as members of the group. But it really is an opportunity for people to feel like they're not carrying the the challenge alone and that other people understand. And if you have a support group with someone who's been recently treated and is more or less moving toward the end of their treatment, you could imagine how helpful that person can be to the other members of the group who might be starting out, who have just been diagnosed, and they're beginning their initial steps in terms of treatment. So it really is a a mechanism for supporting, helping, providing empathy, and, and allowing people to recognize that I'm not doing this alone, that I'm not alone. Sometimes when we get a diagnosis of, um, of, of any type, we, sometimes we can feel terribly alone. Yeah, that, that is very true. Absolutely. You are bringing up really important points, and it's becoming really obvious or very obvious that social workers are an extremely important part of the cancer care team. A lot of times you will find social workers in the large cancer centers, um, maybe in the academic institutions. However, not all facilities have social workers. So what would your advice be to patients who are maybe being treated in a facility where there is not a social worker available? Do you have any suggestions in terms of what they can do? Sure. What I would suggest that the individual do is to reach out to the American Cancer Society um, because the American Cancer Society can be a tremendous resource for information. So person, you can Google that information. Um, You can also look online for oncology. You could put that in the browser, oncology, social work, and go to the website's that are available that talk about oncology and oncology social work, specifically oncology social work. And then the other resource that I would suggest is that if the person lives near university, but in this day and age, you don't even have to live near university or college. You can also get online and check into the social work programs that are located 
within the university that might be near you, because that could be a valuable resource as well. You could reach out to them to see if the universities can provide information regarding social workers who are working in private practice or social workers who can assist a person because they're in a community organization. And I'll also just mention as well, patient navigators. Some facilities do have patient navigators and they may not be, again, social workers, but they can also help with that. Again, this has been really informative. Anything else that we maybe have not touched upon that you would like to discuss? I appreciate this opportunity to be able to discuss the importance of having a social worker work with the patient who's been diagnosed with cancer. I think the the parting point that I'd like to make is, as you just mentioned before, regardless of whether or not you are working with a physician who has a social worker as a part of their team, or whether or not that office does not currently have a social worker, you are not at a loss if you don't have a social worker in that office. Please avail yourself of the resources that you locate through the American Cancer Society that you can locate by Googling oncology social work because they will have information about practitioners who can assist you. And then also look to the universities and colleges in your area for social work programs where you can then get additional information. Again, social workers are available and have been trained to assist us in our world to thrive, to live better, to recognize that we're all important. What we do in our world is improved by the work of social workers in terms of being able to help people identify their feelings when things are not going well, identify resources that they might need to tap into, and then moving them in the direction of how they can thrive. So I'm really pleased and very proud to be a social worker. And I'm really pleased to be able to talk with you today about the role of oncology social workers and how they can help patients improve their lives during this very challenging point of their life. Well, I am very happy that you came on the show today. This has been a wealth of information that I think is going to help so many people and, again, help those who have been in touch or have been in contact with a social worker through their facility as well as those who maybe have not connected yet with a social worker. So I want to thank you so much for providing this information and also helping individuals who may not, again, may not have had any contact with a social worker and giving us those resources. So I thank you again, Dr. Wiley, for coming on the show. I look forward to talking with you again, and I would love to have you back on the show at a future date. Well, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Dr. June Wiley, and I hope you also have a better understanding in terms of what social workers can do and how they are a very important part of the cancer care team. And again, I'm also referring to cancer navigators or patient navigators. And if your cancer facility does not have a social worker or a cancer navigator or a patient navigator, please ask your physicians on staff in terms of where you can reach out to individuals or who on the cancer care team at that facility can help you find resources. All right. Until next time, as I leave you always, be well. Thank you for listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you subscribed and left a review. And if you know anyone who could benefit from this information, please share the podcast with them. Until next time, I am your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell.